Welcome to the Fiscal Fitness Podcast, where personal finance is about the person, not the numbers, and budget isn't a four-letter word anymore. Hey everyone, welcome to a special episode of the Fiscal Fitness Podcast. This is actually a republication of episode 23 from a couple years ago, where Kels and I talk about holiday spending, budgeting, parties, traditions, how to make the holiday season uh, that we, uh, I think, all need right now in the, in the times of COVID a little bit more special um, and a little bit more enjoyable without breaking the bank. So without further ado, here are Kelsa and I from a couple years ago, episode 23, talking about holiday budgeting, fun, and traditions. It's that time of year for me that, like, Halloween's over, and then that just means that Thanksgiving is, like, right around the corner, and then that means that Christmas is right around the corner, and New Year's is right around the corner. So there's like a time crunch for all these holidays that we have to kind of cram into the end of the year. Um, Not only that, but I feel like in Phoenix, where we live, uh, there really is no fall season, so you don't have a change of the leaves. It gets a little cooler, of course, but mm -hmm. there's no snow so I always feel like Christmas surprises us. I and mean, we've yeah. been here 10 years. This really shouldn't surprise us anymore, but it still surprises me. Christmas sort of sneaks up on me every year because there's no transition of the seasons to kind of preempt it. Exactly. And, there's yeah, it just kind of creeps up when there's no – we're used to – when the leaves start changing color, they're like, okay, it's about time for Halloween. And, you know, once the leaves are gone, then it's about time for Thanksgiving. So we don't have that here. So – um, we are today going to talk about um, some holiday traditions and gift-giving ideas that will make memories and not break the bank. So um, I think I'm really excited about this episode, actually, because I think it's some really good uh, tips and ideas and some thoughts for everybody to kind of start thinking about. Um, and we're doing it early enough where you can start to make these changes because you're probably not in that gift-buying mode yet for mm -hmm. Christmas. So. We were just, uh, I was interviewed for a TV station yesterday, and uh, we were talking about how 80% of people don't start purchasing gifts for Christmas until the end of November, was mm -hmm. one of the statistics that we were talking about yesterday on the news. So uh, it's pretty incredible. We, th we think we're probably catching a number of you uh, before you've purchased anything or before you've started uh, reiterating past traditions uh, that maybe we can challenge the way you've done it. Maybe we can uh, just get you to think differently going into this holiday season. Uh, for those of you who have already purchased some things, that's okay. Uh, you know, for next year, right? We're always trying mm -hmm. to improve from one day to the next, one week to the next, one month, and definitely one year to the next. We want to challenge our thoughts and behaviors, and this is simply one way we should do that. Absolutely. Before we dive into the uh, topic for today, I want to remind everybody about our fairly new Facebook group called the Saver and the Spender Increase Savings, Get Out of Debt, Money Clarity Group. So that's on Facebook. It's free to join. Um, you can search for that as, or search for the Saver and the Spender and join. And it's really just about getting you some ideas, uh, giving you some accountability, sharing ideas, sharing um, resources for you, having some mentorship, having some um, just some uh, something in common with people that want to you know budget better or just take control of their, their finances. So check that out. Also, if you do like what you hear, please subscribe to our podcasts on Stitcher, on iTunes, on Podbean, on whatever you listen to podcasts. Uh, so please subscribe. Please share this with your friends and family. Uh, and also give us some ratings. Give us, uh, you know, what you think and, and let us know. Give us a review on all those uh, resources that you listen to podcasts 
uh, you know, again, Stitcher is a great place to listen to us. iTunes, we're there. So share, subscribe, like us. So I, um, I want to start with some, some quotes here from different articles, but uh, more people are just saying no to constant consumerism of the holidays. Uh, people have had an awakening that they own too much stuff. We're giving ourselves too much. We're giving our kids too much, and we're all feeling kind of sick to our stomachs about it. Uh, and so, I th- you know, like like the quote said, people are starting to realize, and I think it's not just in Christmas, but I was thinking about this, but, you know, with weddings, we've had some people that we know get married lately, and it's more not so much of the let's have a big extravagant wedding, let's not have a big extravagant things, let's just make it more customized and personal and spend special, special unique and us. unique. Exactly. So I think that that is just in general how we are all thinking, and it's that, if you want to call it the Pinterest effect or whatever you want to call it, I might have just coined that term, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, I think there's people are realizing that uh, it's it's more fun and more personal to, to and you can do more with less and by spending less. I hope so. Like, I really hope this is the trend that we all are starting to lean towards and that more is not better, mm-hmm. uh, that sometimes less is better or oftentimes less is better. And I hope uh, that we start to create that same philosophy around the holidays. The reason I think this is really important to talk about is going to the holidays, not only do people spend more money, and it's not just about budgeting necessarily or spending more on credit cards and that sort of thing. Uh, We are busier than ever. We Mm -hmm. feel spread thin from a time standpoint. We're out of our routine. We've got work functions we're going to, personal functions, family functions. Maybe we're traveling. We're having people over. We're shopping more, so that takes time. Um, I know I shop more in November, December than I do the entire year probably combined because we're just not big shoppers in general. Mm -hmm. But... um, And, you know, maybe our work schedules are weird. You know, more people are gone from the office. So for that perspective, you might be picking up from some other people's responsibilities at the office while they're gone. Mm -hmm. Uh, It is just a really weird time of year. Uh, And at the end of the day, I think this quote summarizes how people feel. Um, 45% of people overall would rather skip the Christmas season altogether. That is such a dramatic and significant statistic. So instead of saying, let's trim this, let's curb some of our spending, let's reevaluate and make the holidays more special, it is, has gotten to the point where people in general are thinking they would just much rather skip it all together. Yeah. Like, let's just skip the holiday season. And the holiday season really can be more about uh feeling grateful, appreciating what you have in your life, enjoying quality time with your family, um, spending quality time together, making the most of it, making it memorable, building experiences and traditions. It can absolutely be about that. We don't need to skip it all together, mm-hmm. and we don't need to keep making it about more and more and more. Yeah, it doesn't have to be all or nothing. It doesn't have to be let's spend and go crazy and not even enjoy it and then or do just skip it completely. Let's, let's find a, a, a middle ground that is going to be fun and uh, make memories but not just go crazy with the consumerism and the materialism of, of Christmas and the holidays. My challenge usually for people is not necessarily to create this huge overhaul of how you spend mm-hmm. the holidays. For some people, they're at the point where that's what they're going to do. They're ready for that big change, uh, and that's that's great. Uh, if you're not ready for that, then you know my suggestion is don't worry about uh, 
completely changing it. Simply focus on adding more traditions that have nothing to do with consumption. So Mm -hmm. traditions that are around experiences and memories and time together. Let's just work on this year adding some of those in, not less of everything else that you've already done, simply adding more of those in. And then what starts to happen is that the more of those you start to add, the more important those things become every year and the less consumption you actually want anyway. But it becomes a very natural, organic process as opposed to feeling like everyone's going to think poorly of me because I want to do this differently or I want to be the one in the family that changes tradition and all of that. Um, And so, you know, it doesn't have to be a huge overhaul. It can be. There's nothing wrong with that either. Uh, But this can be a lot simpler than that. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Uh, Here's a statistic from the National Retail Federation that says that the average American, so one person will spend $700 on holiday gifts and goodies this year totaling more than $465 billion in holiday spending alone. Okay, so this is for one person. So if it's a couple like us, we yeah. would be spending 1400 Okay, that yep. makes more sense to me because when I first read the statistic, I was like 700 I feel like overall I see that that would be the lowest number that I've seen mm-hmm. recently. Yet, yeah. Granted, there are a couple of people who maybe spend 200 or 300 yeah. uh, if they don't have a ton of family, um, or a very small niche of friends, you know, maybe they don't have kids or something, but 700, I think seems more realistic now that I know it's like per person. Yeah. And I wonder, they didn't really say, but like, say, is that, that's just an average, right? So they take $465 billion of total holiday spending and divide by the population. I don't know if that includes like all the population or if it's just like adults that are in gift buying age range positions. So like if you have a family of five, that's $3,500 total, right? That could be. That's maybe what that's saying. So $700 per person, um, That's a, that's that adds up fast, and that's oh, a lot of money. absolutely. Uh, and that's a lot of money that people don't have, and so they, you know, get in debt. Uh, and I, that's a, uh, another great question, and, and I don't know if there's a statistic out there, but, like, how many people actually go into debt for Christmas and for holiday spending. Do you know? Do you have an idea of? Uh, we your did this last year on the news, and I remember there was a statistic that I read last year on one of the news interviews that I did, but I don't remember the, the statistic, and uh, I'm sure it changes from one year to the next, mm-hmm. so I'm not entirely sure. But yeah. um, I remember yeah. it being a high and very unfortunate number. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure it's very <laughs> no matter high. what, it's unfortunate, I'm sure I guess, it's very right? High. Um, so I think for us. Really, you know, we want to challenge the idea of gift giving overall in this episode. Um, why do we buy gifts? What types of gifts make the, the biggest impact on the recipient? Um, what are some really creative and fun ideas that you can use that maybe don't break the bank? Uh, some of the psychology of gift giving. We want to talk about all of those things today. Um, and... Uh, Yes, and I do want to clarify because we've got a comment on the Facebook. $700 per person is not necessarily like you don't spend $700 on each person. This is like each person, like I would spend $700 overall on everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, Michael would spend $700 overall on everybody that mm-hmm. he buys for. So not I'm not spending $700 on Michael, $700 on grandma, $700 on the kid. That's not what that statistic meant. So just to clarify, I'm not sure if we said it wrong or we were just weren't clear with the mm-hmm. way we said it. So I just wanted to clarify that really quickly. Um, 
So when it comes to sort of setting new traditions, I will say, again, if we can start to add in things, I do feel like there's just a lot of pressure or a lot of hesitation from people that say they don't want to be the outcast in the family. They're afraid to broach the subject of uh, doing things differently, maybe being the one to suggest we change things up. Uh, I, I can honestly say that 100% of clients who have been the one to bring this up in their family, it has been well received. Mm-hmm. It has been uh, a change that other people wanted and they too were afraid to bring it up. I was just going to say that they're probably, they're probably thinking the same thing, but don't want to bring it up because the tradition has been to spend a lot of money or do it this way for a long time and everybody's kind of fed up with it. So that makes total sense. Yes, exactly. And I will say that we, um, don't necessarily want to say we don't want to spend money on anybody this year. So blah, 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 because that's really not what this is about. Yes. The, there is a financial impact here, but it's about, you know, the approach should be, we want to spend more time together as a family. We want to make the holidays more about spending time together or making about experiences. And I do think if you can approach your family with that type of message and with that purpose behind it, it, it's not about like, we just don't want to spend money on anybody Mm because that sort of can feel a little selfish or you feel hesitant because of how that could feel Mm -hmm. that your intentions could somehow be misguided. Mm -hmm. Yep. Makes sense. Um, let's see. Um, and again, if we can make it about like either setting a, a dollar amount limit or making it about let's add some experiences, let's add some traditions, and we're going to have a whole bunch of ideas here in the podcast mm-hmm. for for ways to do that. But I think first we wanted to um, talk about the psychology of gift giving. Yeah, I think this is very interesting because there are a lot of, just like with everything, everybody kind of goes into whatever they do with the preconceived notion of, uh, say, what is you know, somebody really wants an expensive gift or your, your gifts have to be really expensive for them to mean anything or that gift cards are really impersonal. And so all these preconceived notions, uh, but there's actually some pretty good research on that kind of stuff. And so I'm kind of a research and statistics nerd for some reason. So I, I find that stuff really interesting. <laughs> I um, found it interesting from the behavior mm-hmm. and mindset standpoint. So less about the statistics. Like I know you enjoyed yeah. that, but I just found it interesting because I think it challenges what we have been telling ourselves yeah. or what we think or what we say. And then that dictates the decisions we make. And that's really why we want to, you know, poke holes in some of these yep. things. Yep. So do you want to go first? Sure. Yeah. So the, the first study that we we found was that you, you know you can you can give gifts two different ways and and um, the thought of the gift is either from what would the recipient want right so uh, I know Kelsa really likes I don't know the Detroit Lions she doesn't <laughs> she doesn't really care but you that's want me, me to I like want the to Detroit yeah so, Lions, so but this so <laughs> this is the other way around but say there's something that I know Kelsa really likes um, I would buy based on what she really likes, right? Mm-hmm. So, but that also there's the other side of the coin is the giver focused gift. So, what is something that I would like, but I think that they would like as well? Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, this research, these researchers found that people overwhelmingly think they prefer recipient focused gifts. Most of the time, those are the kinds of gifts we buy for people, and those are the kinds of gifts we think we'd most like from other people. Their studies revealed a surprising pattern, though. Even though people thought they preferred recipient-focused gifts, it was actually giver-focused gifts that brought people closer. It seems that uh, it seems as though there's greater meaning meaning in a giver-focused gift. 
So the next time you're gift shopping, try to find something that lets you share something of yourself with the person to whom you're giving a gift. So I have a really good good example of something like this. Yes. Um, You could give somebody a shirt to Lululemon, right? Like that's their favorite store, whatever. You buy them a shirt or a gift certificate to that store. They go shopping and, you know, they don't really maybe think of you when they buy it or maybe they think of you when they buy it, but then it's sort of left at that point. Or you could buy somebody, let's say you read a really great book. Okay, and this book, maybe you think about it often, it's just something that really resonated with you. And if you were to buy somebody a book and you say, this book was amazing and I think you would love it. And, you know, of course, try to do it with someone that enjoys reading. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, But and then what happens is if that person, the recipient reads the book, they will likely call you and say, I read the book. This is what I gained from it. Or the next time you talk, it spurs more conversations because Mm -hmm. now you have a mutual understanding and a common interest because of that gift. Does Mm -hmm. that make sense? And that's what we're talking about here where it's not like, hey, I know you don't like chocolate, but I'm going to buy you chocolate because I like chocolate. That's not what we mean by a giver-focused gift. It's something that you enjoy and they will likely enjoy it too. Yes. Um, So you do think about the recipient when you give it, but it's something that can give you a common bond together. Mm -hmm. Um, That's really what we're talking about there. Yep. Okay, uh, let's see. The other uh, point of the some of these studies and the research that we did was that appreciation is not determined by the price of the gift or how much was spent. And I cannot stress this enough. Uh, as much as I want a person to have a budget in mind, you know, for Christmas or for birthdays or that kind of thing, it is absolutely okay to not spend up to your limit. So you don't want to, if your goal is to spend $50 on somebody or that's your budget, let's say, and you find the perfect gift for $30, you don't need to go and spend another 20 right? Like mm-hmm. it's not about how much you spend. The appreciation is, has nothing to do with the dollar amount that you were spent. It can be the smallest gift. You know, I think about your grand, your parents bought Carmen those the little Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse, yeah. right? They're I don't know how much they spent. I would say five dollars, maybe, right? I think it was a dollar store. Oh, a dollar Mini, store, yeah. item, even better. Okay, Minnie mini Mickey that she likes so much, right? That one. She yeah, dollar store carries those things around with her everywhere. She will not set them down, and if she does, she makes sure that if she leaves the room, they're with her again. She has to take them mm-hmm. with her, and they were a dollar, mm-hmm. right? Um, just this, a simple, simple gift like that. It can be a really good book that maybe was eight dollars. It doesn't have to be, you know, that you buy them. The the nicest book for their coffee stand or something like that. It really can be, um, has nothing to do with the dollar amount. And uh, it's really more about investing the time and the thoughtfulness to the gift and not the dollar amount whatsoever. Yeah. I think another thing I think about when I, when I read this was, you know how like the, the truism of giving gifts to kids is that they rather play with the box than the actual gift that you bought them. So why buy them a, a $100 toy that they're going to play with for 12 hours and then get rid of it, but they really want to play with the box? So mm-hmm. there, I'm sure there are a lot of um, gift ideas and, and Pinterest boards of, like, what are some really fun, inexpensive gifts for kids that they're going to really want to play with over and over again rather than that expensive hot toy of the year that they're going to play with for mm-hmm. uh, and not appreciate like they would have. Uh, so I think that's something that is also very true and and to think about. Yes. Okay. Number three. Um, So briefly, this research study said that receivers show a clear preference for getting gifts they ask for directly. So what I, what I think about this is that there, there are people in our lives that we say they are really hard to buy for. Like, I don't know what to get my husband. I don't know what to get my wife. I don't know what to get my mom. 
how about just ask them what they want, right? You don't have to be super creative. And those people, they, they probably have stuff that they really want, but even though it's not like a super wow gift, they have something that they really want. And just ask them what they want. So if somebody's really hard to buy for, just ask them, hey, what are some things you want for Christmas this year? What are some, some gifts you that I can get you this year? Um, and, and that's going to make them just as happy as if you were trying to be really creative um, and, and kind of strike out. Yeah. Uh, you know? The other study or the other point of this portion of the study showed that um, if somebody asks you that question, you should give one answer. Mm-hmm. Don't say, well, I'd like this, this, or this, or here's some of the things I want and list may actually have a list. Uh, if it is somebody asking you what you want, pick one item that you really want. From a giver standpoint, this has shown to make the, the giver happier, more excited to buy the gift because they think they're giving you the one thing you want Mm -hmm. and it's easier for them to go out and get it. Um, if there's like, you know, three to five things you list, they're sort of like torn on which one do you want most? Is there a way that I can do all of these? It starts to feel a little, um, I don't know, disjointed, if you will. And they're not Mm -hmm. really sure what they should do where it makes everybody feel better if they're like, Oh, I am giving you the one thing that you want. Yep. Okay. And I know with Kelsa, she at, at, when it's time to start shopping for Christmas presents for her, she's like, I have no idea what I want. I don't yeah. know what I want. I can't think of one darn thing. But over the course of the year, she says to me, oh, I'd really like that. And then in passing, and it's gone. So mm-hmm. I've, I've learned that I take a note on my phone. I have a little notepad in my phone. Ooh, I'm going to look at this yeah. list because I don't uh, remember. So I don't, this is my way of sneaking. <laughs> I'm going to lock that now. <laughs> you don't even know how to use my phone anyway. I don't now. know how to even um, turn your phone on. See, I got gotcha. you. But, uh, so I'll write that down in the phone over the course of the year in, in passing. She says, oh, you know what I'd really like? I really like X, Y, Z. I put that in my phone. And then when it comes time to buy Christmas presents, I have what she wants Ooh. and we're good to go. Oh, good. That's good. Good secret. Yeah. All right. So, um, gift cards are actually seen as more luxurious. So there were studies done that have proven this. And I know this is so true for me. Yeah, I mean, this, I read this and I was like, oh yeah, for sure. 100%. Um, the idea is that you give someone a gift card. It feels like something that they are allowed to treat themselves using. It's not, you know, you know, giving someone cash or a check. Um, it, it might go into their bank account and then get spent on groceries or gas or something like that, where buying someone a gift card to a clothing store, um, you know, an electronics store, it actually feels like something that, uh, is theirs to do whatever they want with. It was proven that more people will put luxury items on gift cards than non-luxury items. Hmm. Um, So I think that's really good to know if you've got someone who, you know, maybe that single mom who's really stressed out, who, you know, does everything for her kids first and nothing for herself. A gift card's probably a beautiful, beautiful option because she can go and treat herself. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it is something that feels luxurious to her. I I think this is important because sometimes people say gift cards are impersonal. um, And it doesn't have to be that way. It's, Mm -hmm. you know, it can be a a very personal thing. yeah, you're, I think you're you're giving the gift of allowing somebody to splurge on something that they probably wouldn't normally buy. I think that's yes. the main thought. So the, uh, the article says, the quote is, recipients use gift cards to treat themselves to items they might not normally buy. We find that this is because individuals experience less guilt when paying with a gift card compared to credit cards or cash, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, which cool. I do find probably very true. Yeah. Once the, the next thing... Um, 
it's not so much the psychology of gift giving or uh, that topic, but I think it's just another th- interesting thing to note that um, try to buy gifts that are either American made and or buy local. So um, November 25th is Small Business Saturday, and that is like when, when you go to your main street of your town and buy from your local uh, sellers, uh, your local stores, your local uh, crafters, farmers markets, that kind of stuff. And that's I really enjoy doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of we spend one day, uh, one trip a year doing that where we go to the farmers market or we go to... Um, downtown Mesa or Gilbert, uh, which are the towns near us, and just buy from local people, not Amazon or not Walmart or that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. Absolutely. Um, if we, uh, each of us, each American spent just $64 on American-made goods during our holiday shopping, the, re- the result would be 200,000 new jobs, American jobs. $64. $64. Each person bought spent $64 okay. on we'll American-made stuff. We'll do more than that to make up for the yeah. people who won't do it. Right, How about yeah. That? Yeah, so... <laughs> So if you feel called to do that, called to act in that way, do more than $64 Mm because there's going to be some people who probably either don't listen to us, which is such a shame, first of all, Mm -hmm. uh, (laughs) but they don't really pay attention or aren't aware of where they're buying. So Mm -hmm. it is crazy that such a small amount can make such a big deal. So um, and it's not and more and more businesses are trying to. Uh, market and be more American made. So they all have that little seal, like the American flag is made in America or yeah. uh, assembled in America is even better than, yeah, you know, not exactly. at all. So something to look for. Good. Uh, Leah has some comments on the Facebook while we're going live here. First of all, the most important point that she's making is that I have a cute dress on today. Mm-hmm. So we just need to make sure we draw attention to that. Thank you, Leah. Um, let's see. The second thing is she says, our kids are older now and have suggested that we skip having a lot of useless presents at Christmas and plan a cool family vacation instead. We're actually going to get to part of our topic today is a bunch of the different things you can do around the holidays to make it special for your family besides buying gifts or in addition to buying gifts. Uh, certainly doing a family vacation is one of them, but we've got a lot of other really cool ideas. Uh, so hang tight, Leah, but I, I love that idea. And this is where your children are 14, 22, and 29. Um, and I find that, you know, at some age, kids really do start wanting this. You know, I think they want to spend more time with their parents, especially if you come from where both of you are working full time and all of that. I mean, yes, they, they'll make comments of every single time they see a commercial of like, I want that toy. Uh, but when you really stop and sit down with them, they really just want to spend time with their parents and they Mm want to have fun and, you know, play and all that and see their parents be silly and not stressed and, and all of that. So we're going to be talking about some of the ways to do that in just a little bit, a little bit. So really quickly, I want to go over uh, tips on how to be a good gift giver. We'll just kind of breeze through these um, and not really go into explanations. But uh, number one, try to tap into the personal values and needs of your recipient. Okay, makes sense. Number two, examine your reasons for giving the gift. Yeah, this one, some of the questions, are you trying to make yourself look more successful by outspending everyone else? Is this like a competition to you and you want to like be the, you know, the hero, um, or are you motivated simply and sincerely by altruistic instincts? Yeah. Uh, number three, think back on gifts that have worked and those that didn't. Yeah, so if there was a time where you created something DIY, you crafted it, it was great, and it, it was um, never ended up on the walls, or you know, you never saw it on the shelf or something, you know, you want to try and pay attention to some of those things. Um, 
if you gave a book and the person says, oh, I still haven't had time to read that or it's still sitting on my shelf, that gift of that book might actually be causing them more stress and anxiety because they feel badly that they haven't had a chance mm -hmm. to read it. Um, and then, you know, instead of feeling hurt or snubbed, uh, about this, just recognize that we are not all the same and uh, not everybody prefers handmade gifts or that kind of thing. Um, and just have awareness. That way you can make sure you're giving a gift that's actually going to be well received and cared for and, you know, not show up in next year's garage sale. Yep, definitely. Number four, join collaboratively with others in group gifts. Yeah, so don't see every gift giving occasion as an opportunity to beat out the others. And, you know, this is where... One of the themes, I just want to take a tangent really yep, fast because yep. I'm good at those tangents, nah. is I feel like if we're not careful, what happens is that every year is about doing more than somebody else or more than we did the year before, buying more, spending more, more gifts. You know, if you have that situation where like your kids, you know, wake up on Christmas morning, they run to the room where the tree is and they're like counting how many gifts mm -hmm. are underneath the tree. There is the the very first Harry Potter movie. Um, if for any Harry Potter fans, um, the cousin Dudley, it's his birthday and he's, you know, they're saying you got 97 gifts last year. We got you 98 this year. And he's counting and he's saying, no, 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 I actually got 98 last year. I'm supposed to have 99 this year. And, um, and I don't remember the number. That's just an example. Yeah. But, um, that is what we're trying to be re prevent from happening. And I don't think people do this conscious, consciously necessarily. So I don't think people are saying, like, I care because I want to outbeat everybody. I don't think people necessarily admit this to themselves. So this is where I think self-reflection, self-awareness, mm -hmm. being honest with yourself about whether or not these are some of your motives, uh, and uh, trying to curb it and trying to maybe gain some different perspectives. But, uh, you know, if everyone's chipping in for a gift card, just go along with the gang. Uh, even if it means you're not getting individual recognition for something, um, that's okay, right? Mm -hmm. It's all right. So that's what this point was all about. Yes, yes. And then finally, don't go overboard in expecting thanks. Yeah, so if you become insulted at your recipient's lack of gratitude, which is usually in your opinion, uh, this will only create ill will at future gift-giving occasions, and that's not what we're trying right. to create. Exactly. So I think what starts to happen is all of a sudden gift-giving, which is supposed to be because you care, and it helps somebody and it shows love and all of that. It ends up feeling like an obligation and something we have to do, um, not because we want to do it. And anytime you can curb those negative emotions around it, um, that will only help to make it more fun for everybody going forward. Mm -hmm. Definitely. So let's, let's go get into some tradition ideas for your immediate family. So what are, these are some things that... Um, some things that we do, some things we know our friends do, uh, and other family members do, but what, what are some, some traditions that you can start right now and this year with your immediate family? So your, uh, significant other kids, uh, parents, just kind of that when you get that close knit group. So, and again, these are all about adding these traditions. Yeah. We're not talking about, you can add these to what you're already doing. You can maybe yep. cancel something and add this that if you want, but really we're just talking about adding more fun traditions. Yep, definitely. Okay. So the first one that has been popular the past couple of years is Elf on the Shelf. Yes. And, and so I, I know a little bit about it, but basically, if, and correct me if I'm wrong, but... Uh, um, I don't, we don't actually own this, we so don't get, I'm we not don't entirely it, so. sure, but it does seem really cute. Yeah, it's a cute idea. So you, you buy this uh, little elf, and it's not cheap, but I have seen knockoff... <laughs> elves on the shelf and it's like an right. elf on the shelf you know it's and our you know, toddler would never know the difference yeah, anyway yeah, so exactly, neither yeah. will yours probably yep. um but basically <laughs> every night 
uh, you have this little elf and he sits on a shelf and every night it goes into a different position and, and parents can be really creative and they like they you wake up and the kids wake up and they go find the elf and he's in the hot tub with Barbie you know and then the next night they wake up and he's in the sports car uh, Barbie sports car driving around so the, the the parents move the elf every night and it's um, the elf watches the kids all day and all night and reports back to Santa um, whether they're good or bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's a way of uh, some some responsibility for the kids of actually being good so that uh, Santa knows that they're good. If they do something or if they touch the elf or they do something, the elf leaves and doesn't come back until they are good again or something like that. So, yes. um, Is there, there should be like an elf on the shelf but a different name but for the entire year where yeah. like reports into mom and dad if you're yeah. not good and that kind of thing. Yeah. I think that would be kind of cute. Yeah, but, that would be cute. Um Good. So that's one of them. Uh, always watch a Christmas movie together. So there are so many fun Christmas movies and maybe make it a tradition where every year you all sit down together, maybe on Christmas Eve or the weekend before Christmas or something, but it's a family tradition where you watch the same movie every year. Mm-hmm. Um, in our family, I know Jane is on, but we watch Hallmark movies, and uh, some of us... I don't. We do, but I don't. Some of us think they're really cheesy and silly and all of that, and one person actually really enjoys them, so... (laughs) (laughs) So, but it is actually a lot of fun, and we laugh and all that kind of stuff, so uh, you can watch Hallmark movies if you want. You know what I think I'll start this year is that when... Every, when we watch Hallmark Christmas movies, it's we can also make it a drinking game of some kind. Oh, so there you go. every time they do this cliche <laughs> thing, drink, and you are going to be plastered <laughs> by the yes, time the movie's over. Yes, we should actually have a list of like the cliched yep. uh, script points yep. or uh, that kind of thing. Yep. I love it. But, I, you know, it. I love, I think it's Christmas Day. Uh, TBS runs 24 Hours of the Christmas Story. Um Elf is always a great one to watch over and over again. Didn't your friend Nate start December 1st and he watched Elf every, every day? Every single day. Yeah. Yes, um, he did. Or something crazy. I mean, it was even more than that yeah. or something. I think yeah. it was like on the TV 24-7 or something that was like his favorite movie. So, yeah. uh, But there's so many good good ones. Yeah, there are. Um, I mean, so many from that could Christmas. be nostalgic for you mm-hmm. and um, really fun for the kids. So, yep. so absolutely. The, yeah, there are a lot out there. Jill, just going, Jill uh, on Facebook said, Elf on the Shelf was super fun and completely exhausting. <laughs> Warning to all that. parents, don't put, him in out, don't put him out too early. You will totally run out of ideas and the elf will wind up moving back and forth to the same spots. Yes, I have heard that. Also, this is really good point of simple is good too. Yeah. So, you know, I if you go on Pinterest and you type in elf on the shelf, you it is amazing to me the elaborate mm-hmm. setups that people come up with. And kudos to you. Kudos, seriously. Um, but it can also be simple is okay too. Yep. Uh, so it doesn't have to be anything super elaborate. Right. Um, so next, just in general, you can have some special food or drink traditions. So maybe you have a special meal that you make every year uh, that's like your Christmas meal. Or um, you have a, a hot chocolate bar on Christmas Eve. Or you bake cookies and decorate them as a family, which is what my family has done forever. Uh, my mom makes her special Christmas cookies, and then we as a family decorate them um, the way that we like to decorate them. Uh, and then we actually... Uh, have some for different parties. We have some for different neighbors that we deliver and mm-hmm. different groups. So that's just kind of a fun, fun tradition. Anything you can add a food or drink to uh, can be a really fun tradition, really inexpensive, and it can mm-hmm. be so simple. So even, you know, eggnog, or maybe you've got a special eggnog recipe and you, you know, treat your family to that a certain time. Uh, it is 
one of the simplest ways to have fun. Um, I have one client, I don't know how they do it. I could ask for the recipe. They make uh, green and red popcorn. So they somehow like dye popcorn green and red and eat it around the holidays. So I thought that was kind of fun. And again, it's just sort of, that's the only time of year they do it. And so everyone's eating their green and red popcorn and kind of a fun family tradition, right? So simple. Yeah, so simple. Definitely. That's cool. Um, Pajamas on Christmas Eve. Uh, Chances are everybody needs pajamas. Uh, Instead of, uh, and Christmas really can be can be about buying gifts for people that they need throughout the year. You would be buying anyway. So mm-hmm. socks, underwear. I know that that doesn't feel fun, but uh, it can be just something that somebody needs, right? Um, we do the Christmas Eve pajamas, so everybody in our family, including Carmen, we all open a gift on Christmas Eve, and it's the same gift every year. It's a pair of Christmas pajamas that we all then wear that night, and we wake up on Christmas morning with Christmas pajamas on. Mm-hmm. So, um, And then we continue to wear them throughout the year, even though it's not Christmas. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> it's great. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I really like this one. It's uh, incorporating new cultural traditions or talking about different country or culture's holiday traditions every day. So, um, yeah. I mean, you can make it like an advent calendar or let's let's see what what let's talk about what they do in Germany for Christmas. So let's talk about what they t- do in Cameroon or, you know, just some very different cultures from what you're used to. Um, you can talk about that every day. You can do that tradition. You can talk about it. You can bake the traditional cake or cookie or treat from that culture or that country. Um and in, uh, I'm, we're going to do a blog post about this because there's, uh, but this podcast in general, because there's a lot of really interesting tidbits and links that we're going to share, but I have at least three different links to different, the different cultural traditions that you can do with your family. Yeah, there's, so these three articles give you great ideas. You don't need to do all this research. You don't need to spend all this time. It gives you some really great, uh, contributions to something like this. There are people out there smarter than us who have mm-hmm. already created these yeah. types of really genius ideas. And uh, we're just going to share the wealth and pass it on and, you know, save time and energy from everybody to say, here's a list of different things you could be teaching and you can pick and choose which ones you like. Yep. And I know one, one example, because I was just talking to our friend Demetra about this, but they're a Greek family and they're, and I don't remember the name. So Demetra, if you're watching, let me know the name of the cake, but they make a special cake or bread of some kind and they put a quarter in it and then you cut it up uh, and whoever gets the quarter and hopefully doesn't choke on it but whoever gets the quarter that's in their cake, piece of cake has good luck for the re- the new year um that's so cute and there's also a cake that i think my sister makes every year that, that my mom and her started doing a long long time ago where you ha- put a little um plastic baby in the cake and it's like the my mom, let me know what that is. But um, and if you find the baby Jesus in the cake, then you have good luck, or something like that. And then so, there's the pickle in the tree. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of the same thing. You put a pickle in the tree, and yeah. not a real pickle, uh, an ornament. An ornament. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, yeah, the real pickle is found quickly. <laughs> and uh, I think is that the same thing where you have good luck, or yeah, you get to like open the first, the first gift, or yeah, I don't know, something, something like that. There's a bunch of different. So um, that, and again, the fun. great thing is you can create whatever you want, yeah, and every exactly. year do the same thing. So uh, let's see other things: play games, touch football, frisbee, another outdoor game, go play in the snow, mm-hmm. build a snowman. You can't do that here in Phoenix, but right. um, you know, play board games, put a puzzle together. Yeah. Um, Play Yahtzee, right? Any type of game. That is something that our family has been doing the last couple of years, which is a lot of fun. You buy the gift cards, and instead of just, like, everybody exchanging gift cards, uh, you play board games and or some type of g- game, LCR, uh, 
trivia game and whoever wins the game gets a gift card. And so it makes the entire day about enjoying each other's company, having fun together. Of course, there's a little bit of smack talk and uh, competitive nature to it, which is fun. Uh, We figured out after the first year that you can't just do trivia uh, because the men dominated the trivia Mm -hmm. compared to the women. So uh, now we mix it up. This is our family. I'm 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 just just saying saying this. No, it's the trivia people did better than the non-trivia people. So what we found out is that a, a completely random game like LCR or Yahtzee is better because it gets everybody gets the same chance to win. Everybody pitches in a gift card, and then the first person to say get a Yahtzee or uh, win LCR, they get the first choice of the, the first gift card, and then they're out. And then everybody goes again, and the next winner gets the next choice of gift card, and so on and so on and so on. So yes, and that we have to give kudos to... Your Aunt Cherry, Cherry our yeah. Aunt Cherry, because she's the one that came up with that yeah, brilliant idea. Yeah. And I love it, personally. Yeah, I fun. think uh, it has made it so much fun. I, like, I'm not even sad if I don't win anything. I'm just, like, a little mad at myself. But other than that, I'm not, like, sad that I didn't get a gift card. <laughs> right, <laughs> it's yeah. just has, it's turns into a lot of fun and a really fun way to spend the day with your family. Yeah, that is great for... Um, Adults, especially if you're doing a gift exchange or a secret Santa, uh, make it more fun than that, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it can be where you guys spend time together. Uh, build a snowman. We talked about that. Thrift shopping for family members. Uh, if you've got a certain amount to spend on each person, go buy them something you think you would like. Uh, teaches kids about budgeting and frugalness. So the idea here is like giving that budget to the children, right? Mm-hmm. So, yep. you know, we want to spend $10 on your teacher or $5 on your teacher $25, I don't know. I've seen this all across the board, depending on how many teachers you have mm-hmm. uh, and if you're in private or public school. Um, and uh, But allowing the children to go and uh, pick the gift out, it teaches them about budgeting, so it's a really mm-hmm. great way to teach them about managing money. Uh, I will also say this is where gift cards... Uh, Michael's dad's a teacher and, uh, he never complained about a Starbucks gift card. I'll tell you right now. So it was like his favorite thing. It was his favorite thing. So, you know, a gift card is not a bad thing. And if it makes life easier for everybody, I promise you that it can be well received. You don't have to come up with the most creative, crafty, time consuming, creating gift you've ever done. Yep. It can be a gift card. One, one of my favorite memories is we went to Florida for Christmas one year And I don't think we, obviously you can't pack like all your presents and take them down to Florida. So what we did, which I was in in high school, if I wasn't in my first year of college or something like that, and I think everybody had $5 to spend on, on everybody for, to put in their stockings. So here's $5, go, that's your limit, go buy something for everybody's stocking. So, you know, I got my dad a little fishing lure and and that made it really fun and almost like a game. And um, I always really thought that that was really cool that we did that. Really the truth is, is actually setting a limit that feels hard Mm -hmm. can actually turn into a game and make it a lot of fun to see how good you can do. Uh, Having like no budget at all or an endless amount of money or where you just haven't even sort of picked a number in your head even, uh, feels very overwhelming because when is enough enough, you know, mm-hmm. where if you've got a limit, it actually is so much easier in some ways. Yeah. Uh, let's see. You want to read the next one? Yeah. So one thing that we've started in cor- into, to incorporate into our gift giving is, is a gift giving rule. Um, and that is that they get something that they want. So say for Carmen, for our daughter, right? 
um, something that they want, something that they need, something to wear, and something to read. So it even rhymes. Oh, isn't that cute? No, so the idea with the gift rules is that it creates structure around the number of gifts that a child is expected to see when they first wake up on Christmas morning. Mm-hmm. So another one of my uh, clients, they do where uh, every kid is knows they're going to get three gifts, something from Santa Claus, something from the parents, and something from the siblings. Mm-hmm. So they wake up and they know they get three gifts every year. It's not this burden or this pressure on the parents to try and make this year better than last year or do more than last year. Um, it really does help a lot. Uh, the one thing I thought about though, with our rule that we did, um, which again is something they want, or I'll say this, like something you want, something you need, something to wear and something to read. Uh, that's nothing from Santa Claus. So mm-hmm. we might need to reevaluate that as Carmen gets a little older right. and starts asking about Santa Claus. So, um, we may need to add one item from Santa yeah. or something, but um, or make all four of them from Santa. I'm mm-hmm. not really sure, but uh, you can something homemade, something purchased. I mean, you can really come up with whatever your rule is, mm-hmm. but the idea is um, it it's meant to limit the consumption of mm-hmm. Christmas from growing from one year to the next. And I will say the one thing I do like about ours, the something you want, something you need, something to wear, and something to read, is that really is. Uh, so it's open-ended enough that you can get really creative within those things. You know, something to wear can be a watch. It can be makeup. It can be clothing. It can be a Mm -hmm. pair of shoes. It can be a hat. Um, I mean, it really can, it can be jewelry. Um, it has been, I think, fun to kind of come up with how can I spin this gift to make it part of our categories or something like that. So, uh, the next thing that we... We found, I, don't, I think it's pretty well known around here, but at Bass Pro Shop around us, they have free pictures with Santa. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have a really actually good system where mm-hmm. you just don't have to go in and wait in line and wait for three hours. You go in, you check in, they say, when do you want to get in line for Santa? Well, sometimes they ask you what time you yeah, want. Other right. times they just they tell just you, give, here's yeah, your time. Yeah, but, yeah. but then you say, um, it could be at 7 o'clock tonight, that night, it could be tomorrow. And so it's more, a little more organized than just showing up at the mall. But so free pictures with Santa is a fun thing to do. Uh, most malls will have that. If mm-hmm. um, sometimes you have to pay, sometimes they're free. But you can just Google free pictures with Santa um, near me, and yeah. there'll be something up. And I found quite a few. And there's at least ten to fifteen places just around Phoenix that do have free pictures with Santa. But sometimes they're on a one specific date or like a week or a date range. So mm-hmm. um, it's it's fun to. Yeah. Just have that experience. All right. So make the holidays about giving thanks, about gratitude, appreciation, by sharing something you're each thankful for, writing a handwritten note to one another. Uh, this sets a tone of gratitude and mindfulness. Um, one of the other ideas that I love is where you take some construction paper, colored paper, and you just cut it into strips. And each person writes down something they're thankful for, or maybe each person gets five things or five strips. Uh, and then you take it and you make the chain out of it. And mm-hmm. then that chain can either go on the mantle, it can go on the staircase, it can go on the tree as garland. Um, but the idea is that that activity is all done together. You're all going to sit down together and fill those out, make it together, whether mm-hmm. you staple, um, glue, whatever it is. Um, hang it up together. You can talk about the things you're thankful for. And again, this is simply adding that moment to the current materialistic nature of the holidays. It adds mm-hmm. gratefulness and all of that, which is what we're trying to create. Definitely. I, I love that idea. I think we should 
All right, we're going to do it this okay. year. We're so, going to do it. Um, it. Uh, Segwaying into, so that was kind of immediate family um, ideas and, and uh, gift-giving traditions you can start. But what about when you have, we get into the bigger family, the work family, uh, when you get everybody together, what are some party ideas and gift ideas? So uh, this one would be good for Thanksgiving and or for Christmas or Hanukkah, whatever your big family get-together is, is that you have paper placemats, and you go around and write what you're thankful for on the placemats, um, on everybody's different placemats. So I'm thankful for this, and I write it, and these couple things, and I write them on, go around on everybody's uh, placemats, and you write your name. So just something else to talk about, to share about what you're grateful for, what you're thankful Good. for. Good. Um, I'm going to scroll through just some of yeah. these quickly. Um, a homemade food swap. I love that idea. Yeah. Some people really are not going to like that idea, though. I have some people I talk to that don't like eating food created yeah. or made in other people's homes. I don't know. Um, and there's enough people that I've heard that from that this is that's like a thing. It's a thing. So okay. I, it's not my thing. That's I don't fine. care. I'll eat whatever. But yeah. it is a thing for some people. Yeah. Uh, recipe exchange, ornament exchange, um, and then game night. I skipped a couple. I'm okay. sorry. I got that's out fine. of order. That's fine. So, yeah, having a game night with your family, um, we, we tend to do that, and it's really fun. And if you have a lot of people, you, you can you can do Pictionary or Charades or mm-hmm. uh, Celebrity is one of our favorite games to play. So Google Celebrity because it's super fun. Um, but say you have a lot of people, but you don't want to play those games, you can have different tables of smaller games, and you can rotate every half hour or something like that too. So um, I, I want to say hi, James, because uh, he's finally here. Thanks for joining us. God, finally, yeah, James. Jeez. Um but you can share an experience where everybody pitches in money. So that might be uh, you get a private chef or catering for a, a, an evening sometime, or in, in, everybody pitches in for an in-home wine tasting. You can do a potluck. Um, you can just make crafts and ornaments with your family. Make uh, holiday treats for your neighbors and deliver them. This is something we do every year. We touched on it a little bit earlier. But, you know, cookies or we made a barbecue rub, I think it was, of mm-hmm. some sort, and uh, put little tags on it saying thanks for being our neighbors and that kind of thing. Um, so something very small. I think it cost us $10 for everything. Yeah, I think it yeah. was very expensive. You buy in bulk all the spices at Costco, put them together, boom. And, buy and some then tags you have, from, yeah, yeah, and then whatever leftovers you have, you have for yourself, and it's yep. perfect. Uh, create a family history scrapbook. Uh, that does not sound appealing to me because I'm not a crafty person. I'm not a scrapbooker, but for some of you, you would love that. So enjoy, mm-hmm. uh, enjoy that idea. Uh, a framed picture. I, I think this is one of the greatest things you could do is have some nice pictures taken, put it in a frame. Um, I know I think it's something that people tend to love. Mm-hmm. So, uh, let's see, maybe a gift of music or sports lessons for kids, uh, so an experience and a lesson that's going to last them a lifetime uh, rather than just mm-hmm. a presence, you know, a thing. Yep. Uh, gift of time. I love this one. You know, maybe a certificate or a coupon book that you make for babysitting. Uh, making a home-cooked meal that, you know, maybe they can put it in their freezer and pull out when they're having a busy week. Uh, a coupon for, like, a monthly or a weekly lunch date. Um that one, I think, I've had some clients who, along the same lines as Leah, where they're doing a family vacation, they give their kids a certificate with, like, four different family functions throughout the year that they're going to do that coming year. So, like, mm-hmm. maybe one a quarter, one a month. And this doesn't have to be anything extravagant. This isn't, like, big vacations necessarily to some tropical destination, all-inclusive. Like, one of it was, like, here's the date of our pizza night. We're going to do a pizza night here at the house. Here's the date of the fam- you know, the game night. Again, these types of things are really important, especially if your kids are older, maybe everybody's on the road or at college or everyone's got their different activities. 
And if the parents are really busy working or they're spread thin, it, it's all about throughout the year having time to spend time together, mm-hmm. and that's what it's all about. Yep. So, exactly. Uh, like we said, uh, homemade goodies. You can find some ideas at Pinterest. We've done uh, baked goods, barbecue rub, and then I even made infused vodka a couple years ago, so that was kind of a hit. Um, so for gift exchanges, here are some ideas for gift exchanges. And, and James just mentioned Secret Santa mm-hmm. for adults, for kids. It's That's pretty fun. Um, that is where you get the name of one person. Everybody has the same budget. They might fill out a list of things that they like, uh, things that they want. You get that and you buy, buy presents for one person. Can I add a twist to this, which yes. I actually think is a lot of fun? Yep. Um, you buy the gift for the, for the individual, but there's no tag on the gift. So all the gifts go underneath the tree and so each person takes a turn opening a gift, but you don't really know if it's yours. And based on the gift and who it's for, everybody has to kind of decide who is this gift for. Does it like really speak to that person wow. and that kind of thing? So you all have to talk about it. Yeah. That's cool. I love that Neat idea. Neat idea. Yes, yes, yes. Um, there's the traditional white elephant uh, exchange where it can be a joke gift or not. Here's you the know. thing with the white elephant. I don't love this. Yeah. It is funny and it can be really crass and all of that, but it's got to be a low budget amount. And I'm talking like $5 because I feel like what happens with this stuff is it's really funny in the moment and makes for a lot of laughs, but then this stuff just sits around Mm -hmm. and nobody knows what to do with it because the whole point of this white elephant stuff is you don't really want it, right? right? So then that kind of defeats the purpose of what we're talking about, but um, unless it's like you do white elephant and you're just going to use that for the next gift, white elephant gift exchange you go to, so you don't have to keep spending money on stuff that nobody really wants. And there there are, I think the other problem with white elephant is that there are some people that are really good at tapping into buying something that everybody could enjoy, Mm -hmm. and then there's other people that just aren't good at that, at buying white elephant gifts. Like, what is a good gift to give that everybody would enjoy? So that that is kind of hard because you could get that really... Yeah, this is where I do the gift card. I buy a gift card for White Elephant because I don't know what to get. You can make it like, let's do a gift card White Elephant, and that might eliminate a lot of that too. Yes. Uh, Secret Santa, so each person fills out a form on what they want and then one person buys for them, so that's just one way to make it a little bit more um, specific as opposed to open-ended, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's see. Gifts that are more about experiences than items or things. This has proven to lead to improving relationship strength overall. So I think about for my birthday, you got me a coupon, which we haven't used yet, but we have to, to um, the skydiving. Indoor skydiving. Indoor skydiving place. So anything you can do together, you know, you maybe you take a cooking class or you go rent bikes if you've got, you know, a pier or a park near you or something. Mm-hmm. Um, anything you can do that especially if you can do it together. And I'll tell you, Groupon, Living Social, these types of websites are fabulous for that stuff, Mm -hmm. okay? Even like a couple's massage. um, I think anything you can come up with that's like you're doing it together is a perfect, perfect gift. Yeah. We talked about this already a little bit, but uh, offer acts of service, so babysitting, cooking, cleaning, Yes. That kind of stuff. Uh, spend time together as a family. We talked about that. Give to charity or donate, donate time to a cause together. You know, adopting a family from a giving tree, uh, going to a soup kitchen, uh, packaging up different materials or uh, supplies that are going to go to a um, an area that's been hit by devastation. Mm-hmm. Or a military, uh, you know, gifts to, to send to the military overseas. I love that. And this, I think, 
you know, we can do that any time of year. And that's why we're saying, like, let's evaluate this from the annual standpoint, mm-hmm. not just around the holidays, but especially around the holidays. Um, and anything you can do together, um, you know, if it's great to write a check and just send it. Uh, but that's sort of not what we're talking about here. You know, we're talking about doing something together as a family, um, maybe even allowing what each person to pick a charity, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, you guys get to do something together. Uh, as a gift last year, I don't know if you remember this, but we gave um, an entire family. Um, we went to Heifer International, and they have mm-hmm. different packages you can buy. And, you know, this family, they have six kids, and so they've got, you know, younger kids, and we wanted to – we bought – chicks and a goat Mm -hmm. I can't remember what else but um, they send you a cool you know gift certificate with a card and everything that says exactly what your money went to where it was going and uh, the parents were able to use it as sort of a lesson of like here's why this goat is going to keep providing food for this area and all that kind of stuff. That's probably one of my favorite charities. And we, um, after the floods in Nepal and India, we donated to Heifer, it's called Heifer International. Um, And you donate, and like you said, it buys families that are, you know, completely impoverished in in different parts of the country, I'm sorry, the country, the world. Um, It gives them like six chicks or a goat or a buffalo that not only gives them food, but gives them something to sell and make their own money. And it's, they also teach them how to do that. Yep, so, yeah, they, so they how learn. to sustain and um, create, you know, it's kind of like that saying of, are you teaching someone to fish or are you yep, just exactly. giving them the fish sort of thing? And so. they also t- have them pass it on. So the first female um, birthed by that animal or their animals, they have to give to somebody else. Mm-hmm. So it's a really cool, like, um, it, it, it's very, very Deep. I don't know if the what word I would use to significant. Significant. Deep. Um, it, and I do think this. They do a really wonderful job around the holidays. Of it's you're not just donating money and you're not really sure what it's for. It they really do a good job of sort of bottling it up and packaging it in a way mm-hmm. that it feels like you're giving a gift. The children know exactly what it's going for. It t- ex- explains a story. Explains how that's going to get used. And I think it's just a really great way to to teach while giving and uh, can make it fun at the same time. So, um, And I will I will post that in the blog and on the website. I just posted it here. It's Heifer International. Heifer is H-E-I-F-E-R. Yeah. Heifer. That's not what it sounds like. I no. mean, it sounds like you'd yep. spell it differently. So, yep. um, Why don't you talk about these next two? Because I don't know what those are. All could. right. So the Buy Nothing Project. This uh, is a grassroots gift economy group, and they're all over. Um, they are all about circulating goods through the community versus buying new. So the idea is like maybe you did get something and you never used it, don't want it, or you offer something as a product or a service and you would exchange that for another gift um, that you then need from somebody else. Um, 16 months ago, they had just one group with 400 members in it, and it has grown dramatically. And this is where I really believe when we first started that there is this – hopefully this path away from consumption more towards like that we don't need to spend all this money to, to enjoy the holidays. And this sort of proves it to me today. This organization boasts more than 350 groups in nine countries with more than 80,000 members. Um, and it is called the buy nothing project. You can go to their website. They have a list of like the cities and the groups and the Facebook groups where you join. And that's kind of how you can start to share uh, the information. I think it's a great 
the concept is great. And this is where you don't pay anything to be in the group. So it might be you go a whole year without using it, but then you use it. And anytime, even if you can use it once in a while, that is better than never, right? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, there might be people who use it every week or every month, um, and they're really sort of consumed or obsessed with the idea of never spending money or not buying anything new. Hey, more power to you. But even if you can do it once or twice, it's it's a really good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, the sheet lady, you can uh, buy sheets from somebody, and then those sheets can go on someone's bed. And the idea is that every time they sleep in their bed every night, they are thinking about how oh, great. And neat. these are like sheets that are like very nice sheets. So okay. um, I think those are the ones you want to meet. Yeah, with, right? exactly. Um, so here are some uh, ideas and inspirations from some of our Facebook group members. So we do have a Facebook group that is goes along with the podcast. Um, you can search the saver and the spender. Um, and it's all, if you search saver and spender, getting out of, getting out of debt, increased savings, um, that kind of stuff, you'll find us there. You can join. It's free to join. And we just kind of talk about, um, all the topics that we talk about on the, on the podcast, give some accountability, get some mentorship, get some ideas, answer questions, answer questions share ideas. Yep. So it's just a fun, free mm-hmm. Facebook group that, uh, that goes along with the podcast. Um, so please join that today and we'll, we'll, um, we'll approve we'll you approve you right away. Yep. We have to, so, we have to approve you first. So I'm uh, just kidding. It's not that elaborate. Okay. And, and James says it's awesome. Join. Good. Thanks James. Mm-hmm. So I, the first, uh, one I want to talk about is from Sarah. Um, and she says they're going on their 14th year of annual Thanksgiving beer tasting. Oh, this so sounds fabulous. This, right. It sounds I pretty cool. Say so, no more. Yep. No, I'm just kidding. So, and you know what? It doesn't have to be, if you're not a big beer family or you're a wine family or you're a whiskey family or not even like alcohol, it could be, um, you bake cookies and you have a cookie, you know, whatever that everybody can do that everybody enjoys, but whatever your flavor, whatever your flavor is. So each person brings two bottles of the same beer and then maybe they bring a, a mixed six pack. So maybe three different beers, two bottles each, um, or something fun to taste, and everyone gets a tiny pour to taste. It takes two bottles to make sure everyone gets the taste, and then they line up all the bottles and take family photos in front of the bottles. So, you know, another thing I just thought of is that there's a big movement to have these really craft, small... Pop soda, whatever you want to call it. So, oh, that's like true. Jones Soda yeah. or different can- stores That'd that are just too, about pop, right? Not. So, if you're not a big alcohol family, then just maybe pop yeah. or soda, whatever you want to call idea. it. Mm-hmm. Um, Let's see what else. So that was from Sarah Jane. Cheyenne says, uh, about five years ago, we had a huge family Christmas and we're heading over to my parents when my kids started talking about what else they wanted. Right then and there, I told them that from now on, Santa was only bringing them each one gift each year and that mom and dad only would get them one gift each too. It helped with the budget when they were younger and now that they are older, it makes it possible to buy them nicer gifts. Um, again, it's kind of like limiting the idea of like how many you're going to receive and it's amazing how, you know, you just have this huge Christmas and then, you know, ever, especially kids want even more. And how do we curb that from happening? Uh, and this is a natural thing. This isn't about whether or not your kid is spoiled or you're doing something wrong as a parent. This is like a natural thing. It is likely that every child will at some point walk down the stairs at the the gifts under the tree and count how many have their name on it. That is just Mm. something that I think is very natural for kids to do. Um, It does not mean they're brats or anything like that, right? Um, But are we reinforcing that over and over again, or are we doing whatever we can to curb that sort of 
think from taking over every year going mm-hmm. forward. Um, so I think that that is a great observation. And having one gift from the parents and one gift from Santa Claus, that's beautiful. And again, you know, it can sometimes be something small or something really large in the dollar amount category. Uh, we already talked earlier about how the dollar amount really doesn't matter. Yep. You know, so I think if you set a precedent, like just start and say, you know what, um, our tradition is one from Santa and then. You know, the kids are gonna be like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Um, you know, and and they're not they're gonna be over. I need twenty presents, and I got the biggest like the biggest box was the coolest present because it was yeah. the biggest. So right. that's just a kid thing. We're gonna it, talk in a second about how to break some of the traditions if yeah. you do. Or if you're thinking, listening to us, and you're like, oh my god, we do so much that we shouldn't, we don't want to do anymore, but we don't know how to do it differently. Mm-hmm. We are definitely gonna talk about that right after this. And I will say that. The first year doing something different is the hardest. Yeah, so the definitely. first year. But then once you do it, you'll be so glad you did. Every client who has ever made the change, whether it's communicating with family that they want to do it differently or communicating with both immediate family and relatives and that sort of thing, uh, they've been so glad that they did. Uh, it's been well-received. It has not been a big deal. It's been pretty a, a very positive experience unanimously. Yep, so, yep. Uh, okay, go ahead. Krista said that going to the house on 40th and Camelback uh, – the guys does this his house up ridiculously with Christmas lights each year, and seeing the kids and even the adults enjoy it is awesome. Um, so there, and I and I had this written down. I must have deleted it, and I'll put it in the notes and in the blog post. But there is a website where you can upload. Like if if there's a crazy Christmas light house around you, um, you can upload it and take pictures and put it on there so people can find it. So it's just like a Christmas light display finder, and it might be christmaslightfinder.com. I'll, I'll post it, but... This is, whoever thought of that is so smart, but yeah. it's like a need that, I think that, how do you know where to go? Yeah. So that's perfect. I remember, what was it, a few years ago now, we saw there was a row of four houses, and mm-hmm. they were all synced, synced with music, music. Yep. and I we must have sat there for 45 minutes yeah. and watched, because you almost are like, you watch it the first time, and it went through like five songs or something, yep. and then you're like, okay, now I need to see it again, because there's four four houses Mm -hmm. and you can only look at one house at a time or a couple of them it was amazing i cannot 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 wait to take christmas or carmen around to see the christmas lights Mm -hmm. she is going to lose her mind i can't wait (laughs) if you don't if you don't know what we're talking about there are some people that are super creative and i don't know if it's honestly an arizona thing or if it happens everywhere everywhere else in the country but there are people that are like really good and they have christmas light displays that are synced with music that they either play the music like over loudspeakers or if they're not allowed to do that then they ha- have like fm broadcasters or am broadcasters where they they say tune to 89.7 on your radio and you can listen to the music that's synced it's just insane crazy and fun and i would just like to point out this conversation can clue you in on the difference between michael mm-hmm. and i very acutely because yeah. I did not even stop and think about how they were doing it. Yeah. I don't care. I simply, I'm going to scroll, uh, drive up and enjoy it. And the whole idea, I didn't even stop and think about the FM broadcast that they would need and the approval from an HOA mm-hmm. and, you know, playing loud music. To me, it was just like, huh, it works. And that's all that matters. Yep. So yep. that's so funny yeah. that you've actually tried yeah. to think about all that. I but anyway. The effort is, is amazing. Oh, it is they're so cool. Yeah. And some people ask for, for a reason. donation to charity for you to watch. And it's just kind of a neat, neat thing. Yeah. Some, you know, here too, some churches uh, or organizations in general uh, in Michigan and Saginaw, they had the, the waterworks company there would just go insane on the decorations and just do amazing things. And we would drive every year by and, mm-hmm. you know, a couple of times and you just sit in the car. But what a, what a fun family experience, yeah, I definitely. think. 
Uh, let's see. Uh, Shanna says, we made a video from old Super 8 tapes from when we were growing up. We did this about 15 years ago, and many of the videos were of holidays. We used to watch it with mom and dad every year. About six years ago, I lost the last remaining DVD. I found it safely tucked away in our wedding album when we moved. I'm so looking forward to watching this again with mom and dad. No cost at all. Awesome. What a cool, yeah. cool idea. That's a great tradition. Mm-hmm. Jeff said, we used to drive through different neighborhoods and look at the decorations and lights. Also, my wife and mother-in-law crocheted blankets for friends and family. Good times. Yes. I mean, I, I really do think walking around your neighborhood, driving around your neighborhood, looking at lights and different decorations is such a simple and fun thing to yeah. do. Uh, let's see. Sarah says, I like to make presents for people, and she does that year round. That stems from when I was little and couldn't buy anything, so I made things out of whatever was available. As I got older, I graduated to constructing things out of items from the dollar store. Now I get most of my materials and decor from Michael's after Christmas when it's 90% off. However, I will never underestimate the power of of a good find at the Dollar Tree that could be beautiful, beautified with a little imagination and a lot of TLC. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yep. Oh, I love Great. that. And this last one, you had mentioned it a little bit, and I don't remember who this came from, but um, uh, this person did a year of holiday memories. Every month I had a family event that I plan that we all do together, whether it's hiking, top golf, weekend trip, family dinner. It could be super simple. It could be, like you said, a pizza night. It could be a weekend trip. This was Chris. Oh, it's Chris. Okay. Chris, yes. Um, and she said, I created a flyer that I wrapped for everyone that said what each month's theme was. Then I had a group chat where we planned the date, etc. They arranged from inexpensive stuff to a little weekend. Isn't that so cool? Super sweet. And she's a perfect example. She's got kids that are, some of them are older, so they're in college. And so this is like really easy for everybody to sort of coordinate and come together throughout the year as opposed to just around the holidays. Yeah. So easier said than done. If you've got kids across the country, that might not be True. as easy, but right. still. Uh, So now we're going to talk about how to break some traditions. If you have some traditions that aren't serving your family well, or if you find yourself saying, we do it this way because we've always done it this way and it's not really adding any more joy. And and maybe at some point it totally did, right? That's, Mm -hmm. That's very likely and it just hasn't anymore. We either want to infuse some joy back into it or, you know, maybe it's time to just mix it up a little bit. And like I said, the first year you try to do this is the hardest It is hardest on you, though. You're the one overthinking it, probably playing out in your mind how devastating every or devastated everyone's going to be, how everyone's going to be thinking that you're just so cheap and blah, blah, blah. And what ends up happening is none of that actually plays out that way. Um, But in the meantime, all of that sort of anxiety can lead you to feel pretty guilty. And so we want to talk about what are some of the ways that you can... um, break traditions in a really positive way and it, with the right spirit in mind. And, and how to start these new ones. That, yes. And so I think we gave a lot, uh, a lot of ideas, actually. So um, the best thing to do is just start early, start now. Bec- one, because people are shopping earlier and earlier, especially, you know, after is just, what, the 10th of November? November. Mm-hmm. And the day after Halloween, Christmas stuff came out in mm-hmm. all the stores. Yeah. So people are already starting to shop. Um, so it's time to start now. I will say, you know, do it sooner if you can, but if not, it's okay to do it now, right? Mm-hmm. But just start the yeah. conversation and that kind of thing. 80% of people don't start shopping until the end of November. So you might have a few people in your family that are the exception they've been buying all year. But for the most part, the majority of people and the high majority of people haven't started yet or are just starting to think about this. And this is why you want to have the conversation today. Not only that, but don't dwell on this, right? Like you're only going to make it harder on yourself the longer you wait, the more you're going to be thinking about it. Get the conversation started. Mm-hmm. Um, 
um, some some ways that you can word this. This is I think crafting your message is a really important part of this. Uh, this year we were thinking it'd be nice to spend more time together, right? I, you know, just starting with this year, we thought it would be nice too. You're not talking about in the past, we've done it this way and we don't like it anymore. You're talking about this year, we've thought it, we thought it would be nice to add in some traditions, you know, change things up a little bit, whatever the case may be, but focus on the future. Um, Another way of saying it is we really want to contribute to a more giving spirit in our family and for our kids. So we want to talk about how we can do that and invite that to be a conversation, invite it to be about brainstorming with everybody that you're not sort of like the decision making maker for everybody. This is, I, we thought it'd be nice to do this sort of like an overall mission. Let's talk about how we can do that together. What do you think? And again, this is where it's very likely you're going to hear, Oh my God, I'm so glad you're bringing this up. Yes. We've been thinking the same thing. Okay. Um, Another way is we're also blessed and don't want for anything. There's nothing we need our family to buy us. So we were thinking to spend time doing X together. Okay. Mm -hmm. So again, coming from a very positive place, there's nothing we need. We're so blessed. We're so happy. We just want to spread joy. We want to spend more time together this year, making more about experiences. Here's some of the things we were thinking. What ideas do you have on how we can do that? Yep. Or what are your thoughts? Okay. Yeah. Uh, the next thing to do is to just make sure that you set the ground rules and that everybody agrees to them or at least understands them. So be honest. Set the limit of how much you want to spend per person. Um, share what that limit is and then you know make sure everybody tries to stick to that. Yeah, I will say um, it is okay for somebody in your family to really show love by giving gifts. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't have to be become everyone's standard, right. right? So you might have one person in your family that their thing is they love to, to splurge on everybody. They like to make a big deal out of Christmas. They like to buy extravagant gifts for people. And that can be their thing. And it doesn't have to be your thing at the exact same time. But having that conversation, so you're not judging their choice. It is absolutely okay for to make that for them to make that choice for your, for themselves. Um, but that also means it's okay for you to make this choice for yourself, which is maybe that's not what you want to do with your money. That's not what you're choosing to do. You want to do it a little differently. And it sometimes just comes down to feeling very confident and proud of that decision, mm -hmm. taking a value stance about it, that this is what's best for your family and allowing them to choose something different. It's hard, but what you don't want to do is where whoever's the most extravagant then makes it feel like everybody else has to That's do the same thing. And that can, again, be so burdensome. And I promise you most family members are not going to want that for a person. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I will also say... If you are the type of person, and a lot of people are, more than half the people put money on a credit card. I know that that's the, the, the statistic for holidays. Um, I want you to think about, especially your parents. If your parents knew that you were buying them a Christmas gift and it was going on a credit card and you really couldn't pay for it, they would not want that gift mm -hmm. from you. Okay, they do not want you to be stressed about money. They don't want you to be burdened by buying them something that would probably break their heart. Mm -hmm. And so just be honest about that. If you can instead say, this is the year I'm making some changes, I'm going to get myself out of debt. And that means that I have to do things differently. And I have to take ownership of where I'm at or blah, blah, blah. Then I promise you that will make them more proud than any gift you could ever buy mm -hmm. them. Okay. Yeah. I think that's true for everybody, you know, even, everybody. even kids, oh, absolutely. if they knew that, you know, your parents, their parents were stressing over not being able to pay or having to go deep into debt, that they wouldn't want their parents to be 
upset and, and stressed about that. So, you know, my sisters and I have had conversations so many times about, you know, we come from a mom who was very stressed about money, single mom, you know, we didn't hear no very often, you know, in some ways we're so thankful for how hard she worked in that way. Um, and in some sense, we've had conversations about how we would have given back a lot of that stuff had it meant she was less stressed, yeah. right? And if we, I promise you that even though you're, especially a young kid, can't conceptualize this and verbalize it, but they would rather have their mom or their dad present. They would rather have you playing with them, mm -hmm. having fun with them, not being stressed, having a good time, working less, all sorts of things, instead of any toy, yep. okay? And again, you're not going to hear this from them. So if that's what you're looking for, I'm sorry, especially if they're young, that's probably not something that they're going to verbalize. Um, but... You know, I believe it to be true very Absolutely. firmly. So yeah, definitely. Uh, okay. Uh, you've got to sell it. So if you're going to communicate this with your family, you can't go into it as if you're undecided or, again, I, I you just want to sound positive about it. Really think about how your approach is going to be. Um, these are people who may love to shop and they may want to may not want to scale back on gift buying. And so you simply want to talk about it almost as like a sales pitch, which I know sounds a little weird. All I'm saying is that you want to go into this conversation with intention behind the words you choose. If you come across as really undecided or that you're willing to bend, you might get pressured and that's not what you want to do. Yep. Okay. Um, so it's, it's about starting a new tradition as opposed to stopping another. So make it about trying something new, not the fact that you dislike the old way and that it wasn't working. Exactly. I think one of the easiest steps in this transformation, if you really are trying to sort of transform the way your family does the holiday tradition, is to simply start adding in new ones, not remove the old or anything. It happens very naturally once mm -hmm. you start to add in the, the more joyous traditions. Um, but it's not about you doing that. It's simply about the natural progression that will happen. Yep. Uh, be confident and assertive. Again, kind of talked about that one. Uh, the first year is absolutely the mo most difficult, um, but just remember that 100% of the time so far as a client has done it, which is, I've had a lot of clients have this conversation. I've had to coach them on how to feel comfortable and confident and own this conversation. Uh, they are so glad that they did. And most of the people say that they really appreciate it. They're so glad that they were the ones to bring it up because they've been thinking it probably for years and they just didn't know how to do it. So, mm -hmm. Yeah, so, um, you know, last one, compromise and flexibility are paramount and a sense of humor doesn't hurt either. Yeah, so crack a joke about it if you can. Try to find a way to you know, make something funny about it. Like we don't need one more potholder in our house or, you know, try to crack a joke about it. Right. And we're so blessed and, you know, we don't need, you know, any more, whatever it is. If there's like some tradition that you guys are all exchanging or something, uh, try to laugh about it. Um, again, not feel badly about the way we've done things in the past, because at some point it was serving us just fine and it might just not be anymore. Yep. Okay. Um, so I think we'd love to hear from everybody either in the show notes or go on Facebook if you're watching this and just let us know uh, if you're about to do this, if you're about to broach this subject with your family, we'd love to hear from you. We want to hear how it goes. Mm -hmm. How is it received? Uh, especially if it's positive. Um, and it's not that I don't want to hear it if it's not, but I think some people need to be feel reinforced that it was well-received, um, especially if you thought it wasn't going to be. Share that outcome. That way everybody sort of feels encouraged by the idea that this is going to be okay, right? Scary, but could be okay. Um, and uh, share some of the things after 
the holidays. I want to hear if you are implementing something new, please share how it goes. Nobody wants to think about Christmas after Christmas. Everybody is so over the holidays come January, but that's really when we want to start talking about it again, get ready for next year. Um, I will say from a budgeting standpoint, uh, January is when you want to start. And then going into this time of year, it's a very uh, busy time of year. And there's a lot more transactions that will likely happen this time of year than ever before. Um, I think it's really smart. Try not to commingle expenses. So what I mean by that, if you're going to go to Costco, don't buy like a shirt for yourself, um, you know, the holiday meal food and, uh, you know, a new blender or something, you know, Mm -hmm. like really try to say, I'm going to go holiday shopping. I'm going to buy the gifts today. And if I'm going to go to target, I'm not going to buy some clothes for myself, some toilet paper and some gifts for people. You really want to just try to stick to gift buying at the moment. That way you're not falling for temptations too. And I know people say, well, yeah, but if I'm already there and I need toilet paper, it saves a trip. It ends up really overcomplicating things and makes it so you can't see your money clearly. You can't tell what did I spend on gifts and am I over budget or am I not over budget? It doesn't save anything. Okay. It might save one part, but then adds a whole lot of complication to other parts. It really is better to compartmentalize as best as possible. Yes. And there's, uh, we did a podcast about that and, uh, I don't remember what number it is. We can, I'll put that in the show notes, but in the blog post, but, um, I think it's, it was titled, it's January. Are you ready for Christmas yet? Oh, that was um, smart of us. Go yeah. us. So, so we talked about <laughs> <laughs> so long ago, uh, but he talks about that, that, uh, the budgeting aspect to Christmas, when to start and how to do like Kelso said. So, um, we, uh, we, we had a lot of content today, um, and so I'm going to be putting that in a blog post on our website, fiscalfitnessphx.com. Um, and we'll link to that in the show notes. And we'll have all the links to Heifer International and uh, where to find free Santa pictures and the Christmas light displays and that kind of stuff. So be sure to check that out in the next 24 hours or so. I should have that up. And it's on our website under blog and podcast. Michael's got his work cut out for him. you got a lot That's of work right, to I have do. A lot to do. Um, We always like to end with a quote. Uh, I will say really quickly on the Facebook comment section right now, we already have a couple of people saying that they had, they did this last year maybe, or maybe this year, and it has been well received. People were really excited in their family and said, yes, yes, this is what we want. So already we're hearing the confirmation that this is a very positive change overall, which Mm -hmm. is uh, just confirming what we already know. But Hopefully some of you feel encouraged by that. So we always like to end with a quote, um, or not always, but I like to, and sometimes I just forget. But uh, (laughs) here is the quote for podcast number... 23, I think. 23. Generosity is giving more than you can, and pride is taking less than you need by Khalil Gibran. If you would like more information about how we can help you take the stress out of money with one-on-one financial coaching, please check out our website, www.fiscalfitnessphx.com. And please join our private Facebook group by going to facebook.com slash groups slash fiscal fitness money. And if you have a passion for personal finance and are interested in helping others take the stress out of money by becoming a financial coach, check out our financial coach training program at www.financialcoachacademy.com. And join our free Facebook group by searching Facebook for Financial Coaches Unite. We'll see you on the next episode of the Fiscal Fitness Podcast, where we'll help the world take the stress out of money.